Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine Show with functional nutrition coach, Lizzie Enns. Welcome everyone to another episode on the I'm Not Fine Show. We are here and today we are going to be talking about Hashimoto's and what the heck it is. But before we get into that, um, just a little overview. A lot of people don't know what Hashimoto's disease is, but they're curious about it. A lot of people have it and they don't know that they have it. And then some people know that they have it and they don't know what to do about it. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Um, If you are someone that uh, is in a place where you feel like you need some help to figure out what to do about it, I want to just quickly tell you, like, this is what I help people with. And if this is something that you want help with, please remember, you can book a free consultation with me with the link in the bio, in the show notes. And you can also email me at lizzie at undietyourself.live. That is where I will answer questions if you have any. And if you are live here with us, hanging out in the chat room, and you have questions about Hashimoto's disease and what to do about it, please put those questions in the chat box and I will answer them. All right, let's get into it. What the heck or what the hell is Hashimoto's disease? I was having this conversation with someone the other day that literally has no clue what Hashimoto's is. And she uh, she was sort of making fun of it. She's like, what are you even talking about? And I said, oh, a lot of people know what I'm talking about, but a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about, which is also what inspired this episode, because there are a lot of people that are walking around with Hashimoto's disease, and they have no idea. And a lot of people that have things going on with the thyroid have Hashimoto's and they don't know. And there's many reasons for that. And I'll get into that. But before we even talk about that part, I want to tell you a little bit about what the hell Hashimoto's disease even is and so that you have an understanding. And then we're also going to talk about you know, what symptoms are of Hashimoto's disease, what you should get tested to find out whether or not you have Hashimoto's disease, and then some practical things that you can do in order to help you with Hashimoto's disease because it's not the same as hypothyroidism, even though it has to do with the thyroid. So what is Hashimoto's disease? It's an autoimmune disorder that's affecting the thyroid gland. So your thyroid lives in your throat chakra. It's like a butterfly shape and that's where it lives. And so hypothyroidism is that you have an underactive thyroid, your metabolism has slowed down and it's just not functioning at its best. This is where a lot of people will find unexplained weight gain, mood disorders, skin issues, nail issues, like all of those things, gut issues. But always remember that there's a downstream issue of why your thyroid isn't functioning at its best and why you have hypothyroidism in the first place. Now, Hashimoto's, even though it has to do with the thyroid, it is more of an immune system type of disease. What is really crazy is that your immune system is either 
suppressed or it is overactive when this is happening. So your immune system is your white blood cells. You have five different types of white blood cells and every single one of these white blood cells has a different type of job to do, to come in. So let's say you have an infection that's going on. There's a, one of these white blood cells is like the first one to the scene. It's like the EMT that comes to the scene when there's an accident before the ambulance and, and uh, the firemen and all those people come in. It's, it's the EMT, the first one that comes in. So one of the white blood cells job is to do that. And these, these white blood cells all have their individual top job to kill off foreign invaders. So if there's a disease that comes in, there's an infection that comes in, white blood cells come in and they try to destroy them to protect you, protect your body. It's They're there to keep you alive. So sometimes they're going to be in overdrive and sometimes they're going to be uh, completely fine. So if you were to go get your lab work done when you are sick and you just have a common cold, well, you're going to find that your white blood cells are probably elevated. With Hashimoto's, there's a good chance that they are um, downregulated, like they're functioning at a low level, lower level. Now, I've seen it both. I've seen it where they were low and I've seen it where they were high. It just really, really depends. And it's an individual thing there. But what's happening here is your immune system, your white blood cells, they think that your thyroid that's living in your throat chakra, they think that your thyroid is a foreign invader in your body. And so what's happening is your white blood cells and your immune system are actually attacking your thyroid, trying to get rid of this so-called foreign invader that's in your body, because that's what it's detecting it as. And so what's happening with Hashimoto's disease is <laughs> your immune system is, you know, it sounds really, really gross, but it's like eating away at your thyroid. So if you were to look at someone that has Hashimoto's disease and someone that has a normal functioning thyroid, you would see all these little things on a thyroid, like the, the, the little white blood cells that are like these little, little uh, people that are in there trying to like kill off whatever is in there that's not supposed to be. That's what it would look like. So that's what Hashimoto's disease is. It, it's an autoimmune disorder. Now, here's the kicker. A lot of people with hypothyroidism, up to 60% of people that have hypothyroidism also have Hashimoto's disease. But the problem is up to 40% of people are going undiagnosed for years and not even knowing that they have Hashimoto's disease. They know they have hypothyroidism, but they don't know that they have Hashimoto's. And the reason for that is because Doctors are not checking to see whether or not someone has Hashimoto's when they're getting diagnosed with hypothyroidism. I'll give you an example. When I found out that, when I when I checked my thyroid and found out, I was even working with a naturopath on this, and I found out that I had hypothyroidism, I had subclinical hypothyroidism. So I went on thyroid medication and got my numbers down 
really, really quickly. To give you an example, your TSH, which is one of the markers, not, not the only marker, but one of the markers that, that we check for hypothyroidism, my TSH was at a 22, and you want to see closer to a 1 to 2 when it, for a normal, functioning, healthy thyroid. Mine was at a 22, which is what made me subclinical in hypothyroidism. So I went on thyroid medication very quickly, adjusted some things in my life, and quickly those numbers came down. Not optimal, but they came down rather quickly. This went on for a while. I had to adjust my, my uh, medication over time a few times, and then I was talking to someone that works in the hormone industry, and I was telling her about my symptoms and what I was dealing with, and she tells me that I need to get checked for Hashimoto's. And I was like, nah, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I, I'm sure I don't have Hashimoto's. I, I just felt like I, I was healthy and other than like my thyroid not functioning optimally, I felt like I was fine. But she kept begging me. She's like, Lizzie, I really think you have Hashimoto's based on the symptoms that you're telling me that you have. And so I finally took it upon myself. I didn't even go through my naturopath. I took it upon myself. I had this girl um, who works in the same industry as I do. Um, I had her pull my laps at the time. And sure enough, it showed that I had Hashimoto's. And so once that happened, once I found out that I, I did in fact have Hashimoto's disease, then I had to shift things again. So here's a, here's a caveat here. When I found out that I had hypothyroidism, if you were to just like look at me, you would be like, there's no way. Because I, I was nine months postpartum and I looked healthy, but I felt like absolute crap. I was so tired all the time. And I did have a little bit of maybe like five pounds of weight that I was like, well, this isn't going anywhere, but I was breastfeeding and I wasn't getting the amount of sleep that, you know, you ideally want, but I was a new mom and had a small child that was getting up, you know, every few hours at night. So I just kind of blamed it on that. So if you were to just like, look at me, you'd be like, well, she's fit, she's healthy, she looks good, she's lost the weight, but I felt like I could not function. And then on top of that, after finding out that I had Hashimoto's disease, then it was a whole different ballgame because I was dealing with this up and down of my mood swings. Like I would find myself going into cycles of not intense depression. I didn't deal with anxiety, but depression was one of them. Well, what I would find myself in cycles of, of depression almost every single week, every Thursday. I still remember like every Thursday was the day that I was like, okay, I used up all my energy and I, I would find myself kind of depressed on the couch being able, like I couldn't do anything productive on a Thursday. So I found out later on that that can be a Hashimoto symptom. I also, let's talk a little bit about symptoms now. So some symptoms of Hashimoto's disease are overlapping with the thyroid, like hypothyroidism, but they're not one in the same because you're dealing with the immune system. Now, let me just tell you this straight up. Not everybody's symptoms are the same. And not ever everybody's level of Hashimoto's disease is the same. So 
your antibodies could be, we check antibodies and I'll get into that in a little bit, but we check antibodies to see like, where are those levels at? And you could be anywhere from like a hundred to 2000. And if you're going to be, if you are find yourself in, in the multiple hundreds or thousands, the higher the number of your antibodies, the worse it is. And you're probably not going to be functioning very well at all if you are in the multiple hundreds or the thousands. That's when it's like bedridden, like you are just not able to function as a human being. But symptom-wise for Hashimoto's is having to deal with your immune system. And one of the things that happened for me a lot is I would always feel like I was losing my voice. Like if I got tired, it felt like I was losing my voice. Will that have to do with your thyroid? I would find myself always getting, like if I got sick, it was so difficult for me to recover from being sick. So you're going to find that you, it's harder for you to recover from being sick. Um, you're all, you may have skin issues. You may have a swollen thyroid. You may have mood disorders. You may have extreme fatigue and and sluggishness you're going to have potentially have sensitivity to cold so being cold all the time uh dry skin constipation muscle weakness so like being able to recover from workouts can be really difficult or overdoing it with workouts so i found myself being able to like do a workout and then i had to wait two days to do another workout because i just wasn't able to recover it would put me out Irregular menstrual cycles, depression, food sensitivities, memory loss, concentration, brain fog, brain fog, brain fog, like all of those can be symptoms of that. Now, just remember, like I said before, everybody's symptoms are and can be different. A big thing that I'm noticing, and that was something that I, I struggled with as well is the up and down of the mood. And you have to remember that this has to do with your immune system, your thyroid and your hormones. So it's a combination of things. All right, you guys, we are going to go to our first break here. But when we come back, we're going to dive further into this and we're going to talk about testing. What does testing look like and what should you be asking your doctor for? Or you can come work with me to get your labs done because not every doctor is going to do that. But when we come back, that's what we're going to dive into. So don't go anywhere. I'm Lizzie Enns on the I'm Not Fine show on the Inspired Choices Network. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? 
Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are back and we are talking about Hashimoto's on the Inspired Choices Network on the I'm Not Fine show. I'm your host, Lizzie Enns. If you have not downloaded the Inspired Choices Network app yet, where you can access tons of different shows, specifically mine, um, please go on there. You can download the app and then you have access to the, the live shows and you have access to the weekly shows on there as well. You can find me on YouTube, Audible, Pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, hundreds of different platforms. Wherever your favorite platform is, that's where you can go to find me, either video or audible. So make sure you check that out. Also, if you have not grabbed my book, Escaping My Reflection on LizzieYoungs.com, you can grab that link in the show notes and grab a copy of your book. I will sign a copy to you. If you are not in the U.S., then you can find it on Amazon. So go there and grab a copy of it there. It will not be signed if it's coming from Amazon, but it will be if it's coming straight from my home. Okay, let's get back into the show. Hashimoto's disease. What should you ask for? Why do people get Hashimoto's disease? There's many reasons that can lead to this. I don't think that there is one set reason that people get Hashimoto's disease, but I will tell you something that I've noticed a lot is people that come from... Uh, a background of trauma, suppressing their voice. Just remember this, your thyroid lives in your throat chakra right here, okay? So hypothyroidism, it can be linked to the suppression of the voice. So if you're not using your voice and you're suppressing your opinions and you're not letting things out, you're not being free, you're not being the person that you're meant to be, you're suppressing and hiding and you come from, you know, a background of trauma, or maybe you're even going through that, those things can lead to hypothyroidism and also Hashimoto's disease. So I've seen this over and over, and I've obviously seen it for myself because that's the background from where I come from, you know, suppression of the voice and then not being able to know how to use my voice. Those are emotional and mental things. And a lot of times that can be the leading cause of it. And then the body starts reacting and responding a certain way. We also can have certain vitamin and mineral deficiencies that lead to gut imbalances and hormone imbalances. But always remember, like I said before, hypothyroidism, Hajimoto's, hormone imbalances, it's not those things that are the actual problem. 
there is a much deeper root cause problem that's going on. And that is why in the functional field, we look at, okay, we go deeper. What is the root cause of what is going on? It wasn't until I like moved forward and I, I did all the things like what I should do when it comes to eating healthy, exercising, sleeping, making sure I'm taking care of all of the things, avoiding certain things, bringing new things in, taking supplements. All of that was great. But it was not until I kind of like went through the emotional healing, the healing of trauma and being able to like use my voice and learning how to release things, um, things that were, you know, stored in there that I wasn't letting out, not using my voice. It wasn't until I started doing that, that I started to notice a huge difference in my symptoms. And I also had a whole lot more peace, but it was going through the healing phase of the emotional trauma and the mental things that actually allowed me to heal, allowed my body to heal. If you have never heard of the book called The Body Keeps Score, and this is something that you're dealing with, that would be a great place to start because the body does keep score. It will keep score and remember things that we may not even remember mentally, but our body physically, internally will remember. And remember, our body's job is to keep us safe, keep us alive. So it may have things that trigger, get triggered, and we don't even know that it's happening until we get ourselves outside of it. And then we're like, oh, okay. Actually, I'm going to give you an example. Recently, I got myself out of a situation that was not necessarily healthy. I wasn't happy. I wasn't at peace. And there was a lot of tension removed myself from the situation, have been away from the situation for a few weeks. And then something happened and I had so much peace and I was so happy. And I just felt like a whole different person when I first like removed myself from it. And then something happened a few weeks beyond that where I got triggered. And I noticed as soon as I, as soon as I noticed that I got triggered, I was like, huh, that's interesting that I'm getting triggered by this specific thing. But when I got triggered, all of the symptoms that I was experiencing before came back and I noticed and felt it in my body. And that's when it was, there was a huge epiphany happening for me where I was like, the body remembered all of it. And I realized at that point in time that my thyroid and autoimmune symptoms had very little to do with what I was eating and how I was exercising and a lot to do with my emotional and mental health. So I want you guys to understand and know that that is a huge part of it. Does it matter what we're eating and drinking and how we're moving our body? 100%. But equally and more so is your mental health and your emotional health important. You have to go there and sometimes and that is the hardest thing to do because I have a mentor and sometimes he makes me do things that I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to go there because sometimes we have to unravel things and we have to learn things about ourselves that we're like, that's too painful. We don't want to go there. But until you actually go there and you allow yourself to heal and go through the healing phase of it. It's going to keep coming back 
and you're going to be in this like vicious cycle. All right, let's move on. Um, what do you want to ask for when you're checking for Hashimoto's disease? If you're going to a doctor and you want your thyroid check, always get your thyroid check along with checking your antibodies for, for Hashimoto's. You want to check full thyroid panel with TSH, free T3, free T4, reverse T3. And some people, you also want to check total T3 and total T4. Now, when it comes to checking for Hashimoto's, this is the piece that a lot of doctors miss and don't check for. TPO antibodies and TTAB anti antibodies are the two things that you want to check to see where are your antibody levels at. And this will tell you whether or not there is a potential of autoimmune like Hashimoto's going on. If they're elevated beyond a certain point, you'll know. You will 100% know. When this happens, and depending on where the levels are at, I will always like if I like I pull these labs for all my clients to make sure because most people that come to me, they have symptoms that may be leading to that. Some people have it. Some people don't. Because remember, in in health and overall, your symptoms can overlap with many different things. Let's say, for example, you have uh, iron deficiency or your anemia. Some of the symptoms of anemia can be the same as symptoms you have for Hashimoto's. Some of the symptoms for Hashimoto's can be the same as, as Graves' disease. So there's a lot of overlapping, and that's why looking at labs and doing in-depth in labs is so, so important, depending on you know, what your symptoms are and how deep we need to go with it. So when you're when you're if you have positive antibodies for Hashimoto's, depending on what your symptoms are, I always recommend that you get an ultrasound done on your thyroid as well to see like, hey, how does it look on an ultrasound? And you want to make sure that you rule out cancer because I do know some people that have Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism or they feel like there's there's a constant swelling in their thyroid, there are some people that need to go get that checked out to rule out cancer. Because I, I actually have a dear friend of mine that had hypothyroidism and she kept that getting pushed off, pushed off, pushed off by the doctors. And finally, she found out that she had Hashimoto's. Well, she got an ultrasound done and it turned out that she had thyroid cancer and she had to get her thyroid removed. But she had been begging for months to get these types of tests done because she knew something was wrong. And that is really the situation that so many women specifically are in, some men too, but women specifically, because women have a much higher percentage of getting hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's than men. Now, I have seen a rise in men getting hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, like I've seen a rise in that as well. And I think there's, there's various factors of why that is happening, but women are definitely at a higher percentage and probably because our hormones work differently and we're our emotional health and mental health is, a, we, we deal with those things a little bit differently. And so we're a little bit of a higher target for that. 
Um, but it's really, really important. Like if you go and you ask for these things, like if you feel like you have the symptoms that line up with hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, I want you to understand something. You need to advocate for yourself. Don't just push it off. Don't just take the word of a doctor. If, if they say, hey, we checked your labs. Your labs look fine. You're fine. There's nothing else we can do. But if you're like, I'm not fine and I don't feel fine, I want you to listen to your gut. I want you to understand that if your body is telling you that you're not fine and something is off, you're tired all the time, you're constipated, you're bloated, you have skin issues, hair issues, you're not sleeping, like period is irregular, all of those things, there's something off. The other part to that is I also have women that come to me and that are like, I'm doing all the things. I'm eating healthy. I'm exercising and um, working on water and sleep and all of those things. And nothing is butching. They're not losing weight the way that they should be. And they're exhausted all the time. They have memory loss. Yet they're doing all of these things, which is what I was doing. So it's like, you should be feeling the way that you are. If your body's not responding to those things, then 100% you need to keep digging. So learn how to advocate for yourself. If your doctor's not going to listen to you, then you need to go find someone else and say, okay, I need help and I want you to help me. That person could be me. I stand in the gap between the doctor and the patient and I listen to you and I help you and we dig deeper and we figure out what's going on. Okay, we're going to go to our next break, but when we come back, I'm going to dive deeper into what are things that you can do if you find out that you have Hashimoto's. What are some really important steps that you need to take? So please don't go anywhere because this is like the butter to the bread. You really want to know these things. And these are practical things that you can use and apply right away. So don't go anywhere. We are going to be right back. I'm Lizzie on the I'm Not Fine Show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. 
You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are back and we are talking about Hashimoto's disease. Now, before we went to break, we were talking about what tests to get and the fact that you need to advocate for yourself when you do go to the doctor. Don't just push it off. Don't just assume that it's in your head and that there's nothing wrong with you. Because if you're having symptoms and your body's not responding to what you're doing and you feel like absolute crap, well, that's your body honestly telling you there's something wrong and you need to start paying attention to it and start listening to it. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what happens and what you can do when you do find out that you have Hashimoto's. What are you going to do about it? What does that look like? Well, I will tell you straight up, it's not about going to a diet. It's not about restricting yourself with a specific diet. There are certain diets out there called the autoimmune protocol, the Hashimoto's diet. But the reality is, is that everybody is so different. We are bio-individuals. So what works for me may not work for the person over here. So, and it all depends on like what is going on in your gut. Because your gut microbiome may look completely different. So it's in, that's why it's important for the lab work to be so in-depth as well to see, okay, what else is going on and what has led to this? And then let's not forget the emotional aspect of it as well. But I want you to hear me when I say this. There is no one size fits all. Please don't go out and look for the perfect diet on how to help your Hashimoto's. Now, there are very specific things that you want to do. One of the things that you want to keep in mind is that you, um, your immune system is really, really important here. So your stress levels and your immune system and doing things to help with your gut, like those are like three big things that you want to think about. But before you go into, hey, I got to cut out all of these foods and be super incredibly strict, I want you to just kind of pull the curtains back and look at your lifestyle now. Like, are you in a stressful job? Are you in a stressful, unhealthy relationship? Are you constantly on the go or do you ever get to rest? Those are all really, really big questions to ask yourself. And one of the things that you want to think about here is if you are, and I find this with moms all the time, if you're a mom, you have multiple kids or maybe even one, and you also have a job, and sometimes it's a stay-at-home mom, sometimes it is a mom with a job and you're going to work. Either way, you're constantly on the go and you're making sure that everybody else is taken care of. And then you come last, right? Shouldn't be like that. And so one of the big things that I work with on my clients is, listen, I know that you're busy. I know that you're a mom. I know that you're a working mom, if that's the case. But the number one thing that we need to work on with you is that you make sure that you're taken care of. And the first thing with that is the fact that they're actually working with me and we're, we're helping, I'm helping them, you know, figure out what their nutrition should look like, what they need to do to help their body heal. But we also put structure in place. 
we put things in practices in place for them to make sure that they are taking care of themselves. And one of those things is having time to themselves. Parasympathetic and sympathetic system. So if you are constantly in that fight or flight and you're constantly on the go, which is also a common symptom with someone with Hashimoto's is their go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden their body just crashes and they got nothing left for like a day or two, but sometimes a week. I've been there before. And so getting some structure in place where you make sure that you take care of your stress and your mental health every single day. That means downtime to yourself. That means that you make sure that you get some time to yourself. And here's the thing. You don't need an hour. If you are someone like me that is like, hey, you got a lot on your plate between your kiddo and your business, and you don't have a lot of time to yourself, all it takes is 10 to 15 minutes of consciousness of what you're doing to bring your nervous system back into balance. And one of the things that we do with that is whatever part of the day it is, it could be morning. As soon as you get up, it could be evening before you go to bed. It could be in the middle of the day. It doesn't matter. I was literally just telling someone this yesterday. I said, listen, I know that you are busy and I know that you have kids and it's a lot going on, but your the, her kids are old enough that she can be like, hey, you guys need to go outside. Mom needs some time to herself. And I said, I don't care what you need to do, but at some point each day, I need you to uh, get your kids to go do something and leave you alone for a bit. And you make sure that you get 10 to 15 minutes of quiet time to yourself. And part of that could be, hey, you're going to be doing meditation or deep breathing exercises, which goes with meditation as well. Or you're doing yoga, you're doing some kind of stretching, or you're consciously sitting down and just meditating. That is helping your nervous system regulate. And that is really, really important. It's an, a really important practice. You could do something like um, there's an app called Calm that you can download. And there's guided breathing exercises and guided meditations on there. And if you have 10 minutes of that a day, sometimes people start with five minutes. But if you have five to 10 minutes of that in a day, you are doing wonders for your health. You'll also find that you feel more grounded and you feel, you, you know, you feel more level out because you're taking that time to yourself and making sure that you're filling your cup. And it also is going to make you a better parent because you're taking care of yourself and making sure that you are in a grounded place and then your kids will benefit from that as well. But if someone has Hashimoto's that I'm working with, not just Hashimoto's, but if they do specifically have Hashimoto's and I'm working with them, that is one of the top things that I will tell them to do is like, you have to make sure that you have downtime because that this go, go, go isn't helping. It also makes you less productive. But one of the things that will happen is if you are constantly on the go, like I said before, you are eventually going to find yourself in a place of crashing. And then you're going to end up on the couch or you're going to be depressed and then you're not going to get anything done. And so it's not uncommon for, for your mood to go up and down like this. So if you are someone that your mood is going up and down, 
you find yourself in extreme highs and then lows and then highs and lows. And it's this constant roller coaster of this. That is a, a really, really good sign that your nervous system isn't regulating like it should. And so it's something that you can do to help regulate your nervous system is to have conscious time like that. There's also a book called The Untethered Soul that is really, really good to listen to. And it really teaches you about the conscious versus the subconscious mind. I'm actually listening to it right now and it is so, so good. So if you are someone that your brain just doesn't like ever want to calm down and just be still like, and you don't know how to like go in here to like internal to feel your emotions and know even what your thoughts and emotions mean, that would be a really, really good book recommendation that I would give you because it allows you to work through some of that stuff as well. So those are a couple recommendations I have as far as the mental and emotional aspect of things. When it comes to your diet and your lifestyle, depends on where you're starting out at. So for some people, it's a matter of a few small adjustments. If they're already eating pretty healthy and moving their body, sometimes people are over-exercising and I have to pull them back and say, listen, we can't do that much. Your body's not ready for that much. We got to pull it back a little bit. Again, allow the nervous system to calm down and come down where it needs to be. You're going to have these, the uh, highs and lows, and that's fine as far as like, it's okay to go into that fight or flight, it's inevitable. And it's okay to work out to a point where you have that rising cortisol where you put yourself in the fight or flight, but it's a matter of how much. Sometimes it's the dose that makes the difference. And depending on how, how intense your symptoms are or how intense your antibody levels are, there's an adjustment that has to happen. So it really, really can vary. And this goes back to, there is no one set way of doing it. It's so individual and it's very, very important to work with someone that understands like, hey, we need to look at what is actually going to work for your body. So nutrition wise, a couple things that you want to keep in mind. Gluten is actually one of the foods that is a big trigger for people with Hashimoto's. So most of my clients including myself, we do best if we're not having any gluten or we're having minimal gluten. Now, with that being said, there was a time and a place when I, this goes back to like the mental and emotional aspect of things. There was a time and a place where I could not have any kind of gluten at all. I would wake up the next day feeling like I had a hangover and I would get migraines from gluten. There was a time when that happened. Now, I'm at a place after I kind of figured out like the emotional aspect of things, went through the healing phase of that. I'm a lot more at peace with where I'm at. When I have gluten now, and as long as I don't overdo it, I'm fine. I don't get sick. I don't get migraines. I don't wake up feeling like I have a hangover. I'm not feeling bloated. It may slow things down just a little bit, but it's not that much. And so again, it's the dose that makes a difference. However, I found myself in a place where I just am not as sensitive to it anymore. And that's because I've went through the healing phases of it. Now, there are some other things that you may find yourself sensitive to, like certain cruciferous vegetables, like broccoli, cauliflower, 
Brussels sprouts, like sometimes those vegetables you may find yourself sensitive to. You may also find that you can't really eat a lot of raw vegetables because raw vegetables are hard to digest, harder to digest than cooked ones. So you may be someone, depending on what's going on with your gut, you may be someone that's like, I don't feel good on a salad. If I eat a salad, I'm bloated and I gain weight. Well, that's because there's a lot of water in vegetables, but also it is harder to digest the raw vegetables. So if I were to eat cucumbers, um, Brussels sprouts, like raw shaved Brussels sprouts and raw broccoli, those kinds of things, you can bet an hour later, I'm going to be bloated and uncomfortable. Some people are sensitive to legumes because there's a, there can be a lectin sensitivity. So again, it's not the same for everyone. All right, we're gonna go to our last break, but when we come back, I'm gonna continue on to talk a little bit more about other practices that you wanna consider when it comes to Hashimoto's disease to help your immune system, make sure that you're taking care of your thyroid. So please don't go anywhere. We got more ground to cover here. We'll be right back. I'm Lizzie Yance on the I'm Not Fine Show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Lizzie at UndietYourself.live. Now back to the program. All right, you guys, welcome back. We are on the home stretch of the show today. And we've been talking about Hashimoto's disease, what the heck it is. Uh, real quick, next week, we are going to dive even deeper into this topic. You have Hashimoto's disease, now what? So we already touched on that a little bit, but we're going to do a much deeper dive on that next week as well, because there's just so much ground to cover and you can't, I just can't cover everything you want. I want to really help you guys understand, like, this is something to take seriously, because if you want to feel good and you want to, you know, feel amazing and have results, like it's possible, but there's so much that can go into it and it can be incredibly overwhelming. I actually had a client earlier this week, no, it was last week, where we found out that, you know, she's very similar story as me, healthy, eating healthy, working out all the things, hypothyroidism, and then finds out Hashimoto's. And there's a couple of things that can happen when you find out that you have something new and you're just like, okay, the first thing is, all right, finally, I have some answers. Now I know what I can do or what I need to do to move forward or I need to find out what I need to do. 
The other part is it can be extremely overwhelming and taxing to the point of like, I want to give up on myself and I don't even know what to do. So I felt her. I felt her so strongly in what she was going through. And we were both crying because it is an emotional process. I remember being in a place when I got when I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I I just cried because I was like, what the heck? Like, I don't understand like what's going on with my body because I I exercise all the time and I ate healthy. And that is where the mental and emotional piece comes in. But I know that now. And I want you guys to know that um, you can feel better and you can heal from it and you can get better. But you do have to commit to the process. You do have to say, hey, I am going to follow through with this and I have to make it happen. You, there is some commitment that has to happen. Otherwise, it's this constant roller coaster of trying to figure out like what works and what doesn't work. And I do highly recommend if you are in a place of like, hey, you don't have the time to research what you should be doing and you feel like you're just spinning your wheels. I do very highly recommend working with someone that can help you and coach you and guide you along the way because that's how you're going to make the fastest results and the quickest get see the quickest results without feeling like everything's just confusing. Like I, I actually was on a call with someone the other day and she was like, I just need to cut out the noise. And what she meant by that is she's getting all this information online, reading all the different kinds of Instagram, social media posts. Here's what everybody's saying. Here's what this person's saying, this person's saying, you know, all the things on the internet. And she's like, I just need to work with someone that uh, helps me, coaches me and guides me for a period of time and gives me some real answers and cut out the rest of the noise. And I was like, yes, that is what we need to do. I have to do that sometimes too, where I'm like, listen, there's moments in time where I can listen to podcasts and learn and learn and learn. But then I have to remember that everybody also has a different experience. And those experiences, like what I went through doesn't and what worked for me doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you, but I can still be your guide. So a couple of things that that were, I want to share just before we go, we, we're going to dive much deeper into this next week. But before we go, I want you to know that your life's overall lifestyle and the things that you need to be aware of, of what can and will be affecting your immune system really, really matter as well. So the things that I already talked about as far as like addressing your stress and looking at some of your foods and your exercise and those things, those are really, really important. But there are external factors like endocrine disruptors that you want to be aware of as well. So things that are like estrogen dominant, your phytoestrogens, your fluoride, your mold, like all of those things really, really matter if you want your immune system and your thyroid to get better. We're going to leave those things and dive much, much deeper into those things next week. But I want you to just start thinking about that a little bit. However, what I don't want you to do is go and research a bunch of things that then only like overwhelm you and confuse you even more. Because I do find that that happens a lot where even if I'm working with someone, 
I find that that happens a lot where all of a sudden you're like, okay, I have a diagnosis or I, I finally like know what's wrong. And then they go Google and try to like grab all the information that they can from online when it, when in reality, that's overwhelming you even more. And you don't even know what to do, like what is right for you. So really hone it in, hone it in and learn how to like listen to your gut and listen to your body. And if you don't know how to do that, work with someone that can teach you how to do that. Because one thing I want you to remember, Hajimoto's isn't just about what you're eating and not eating, how you're moving your body, how you're not moving your body. And it also is not just about what supplements you're taking. In many ways, um, you want to be careful what kind of supplements you're taking, how much. And there are much, like you heard me, going internal and working on the things that are going on with you emotionally and mentally are equally and more important than the other things. I'm at a place now where I, I'm much more free with how what I can eat and when I go out to eat and it just doesn't have as much of an effect on me. So I want you to keep that in mind, all right? So please come back next week. I go live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which is 1 p.m. Eastern time and 12 p.m. Central time. That's when I go live here. But if you're not grabbing the live, then please watch the recordings or listen to the recordings. And if you are listening on any of the platforms, what I want you to do is leave me a review. Let me know how you're liking the show, what you're liking about the show. Please leave a five-star review. That would be awesome because we like nothing but five stars. <laughs> um, and please, please go on there, leave a review because what that will do is it will boost the show and we'll get it out there to in front of more people. The other thing is if you are loving this show, please share it with your friends and family and say, hey, please go listen to this show. Please listen to this episode. If there's someone that has Hashimoto's, please send this the, this episode their way and remind them about the show next week because it is going to be packed with more information that you can apply and use if you are someone that has, has Hashimoto's. So I'm Lizzie Enns, your host on the I'm Not Fine show. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine show. Lizzie Ends returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing.